We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listen. Okay. Liz. Liz. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Yeah. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Samson. And I'm Liz Ball. And I just bit my lip when we were doing that intro. I was feeling really good about it. I was like, this is going smooth. Do you want me to kiss it better? Yeah. <laughs> Get Thank real you so much. If you, if you have us on Patreon, you know, know that we, <laughs> we're, we just made out. Yeah, we just made out. <laughs> Subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even though this will be in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, true. <laughs> I always shout out the Patreon in the first like 30 minutes. Like if you have us on Patreon, but not everybody. Oh, that's also a great plug. We're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We're on Patreon. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. We're no longer on SoundCloud. Which is okay. Yeah. Because they're a distributor and not a music platform so much. So we're distributing through our network. (laughs) So if you were listening through SoundCloud, now you can listen through, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. um, Or you can go directly to Blue Wire Podcast's website. And then we'll also start embedding the link to our latest episode on our website. So... But ideally, you'll just be listening on a easier platform than having to like go to our website every time. But yeah, definitely. No judgment. No judgment. You know, if you want to go to our website every time, go for that's it. That's great. Yeah. We pay for the domain. <laughs> um, as a reminder, we do have merchandise on our website. Yeah. We like launched merch like a year ago mm-hmm. um, and then never really talked about it after that yeah um so we do have some merchandise but even more excitingly we are in the process of designing new merchandise (laughs) we just had a meeting on sunday about Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really cool we're stoked our designer is stoked um her name's alora and her design handle is hello hysteria on instagram our um our podcast 
account is following her on yeah Instagram. that's an easy way to find her and she made all of like our first round of merch too yeah that yeah. y'all liked so much she so. designed the consent is my kink mm-hmm. so we're really excited yeah. stuff yeah. is happening yeah I'm, I'm excited for more merch yeah me too me too i, I need a new gym shirt <laughs> Yes. I already wear the one with our faces to the gym. And oh, I'm always nice. like, I wonder if people are going to recognize that it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's me, bitches. <laughs> Read it and weep. I wear my holy hour sweatshirt to death. I got a 3XL and I sleep in it. I need to get one. It's so comfy. I I only have the consent as my kink merch. The crop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we have we have full length sweatshirts for consent as my kink, right? I literally can't remember. God, it feels like I think we do. That we made those. It was, it was like a ago. year ago. Yeah, yeah it's it almost a year ago. Wild. Um, you have a fun story. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited to tell you this story. Um, I'm not going to give any sort of information about who this person is. You know. Um, I got a text on Friday from a friend of mine. <laughs> and she was like, I'm on a date with a guy that I met on Tinder and he brought this and sent me a picture of it was like a child's backpack that had like um, drawings all over it. Like it was like the design was like sketches. OK, but it was all over. And I was like, OK, like he's like eccentric, you know, whatever. And she was like, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. Like I'm getting a weird vibe from this. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. And so I just like wrote it off. A few hours later, she texts me and she was like, you are going to all in different texts. You are going to have no idea what kind of night I just had. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, what? Apparently, this man has we've talked about this on early episodes, a kink of being treated like a baby. Oh, no. And did not ask for her consent before exposing her to this (gasps) kink. So that's fucked up. They knew that they were gonna have sex. Like she sent me a screenshot of the conversation that they had where she was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm just on Tinder for sex. And he was like, Great, let's meet up. And so they went to a bar. What was in the child's backpack was extra diapers. They were adult sized paw patrol diapers. <laughs> she he called her mommy. She was like, Well, I gave him my consent for sex. I'm like, but like a kink is a different layer of consent. Yes. You can't just, like, expect somebody to, like, just be into your kink. He breastfed. No. Yeah. No. He asked her if... She was just, like... Well, so she took off his pants, and he was wearing a diaper. And at first, she was, like, medical condition? You know what I mean? Like, she was yeah, just, like, you I'm not... Yeah, you don't want to be judgmental, because... Right. You never know. Um, no. No medical condition. Just wanted to be treated like a baby and then he asked her and again this goes without saying i think y'all know us by now we're not kink shaming but this is wild like to expose someone to your kink like this without any sort of heads up is a jarring experience well also i feel like that's just kind of like if you talk to anyone involved in like bdsm and whatnot like they're um they're automatically gonna be like Oh, and we discussed that this was my kink beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. this is a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, like, it's – and there are, like, multiple layers of this being pretty fucked up. Like, he <laughs> – he asked her – so he I have breastfed, no idea what you're about called say. her mommy, all of this shit. Like, um, he asked her – this isn't fucked up. This is just strange. If he could – if she could put him in a playpen – and cuck him, have sex with somebody else in front of him while he's in the playpen, like as if a couple is having sex with their baby in the room. No. 
You're also like not supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm not a parent and I don't know a lot about being a parent, but I know that's like a big don't do that. <laughs> Isn't that fucking bizarre? And then he just left the diaper on her floor when he went home. <laughs> that is the most appalling thing of this entire story. Oh my what god. What the fuck? Apparently the sex was like unbelievably good though. Like outside of like that I don't piece care. of it. I don't Me care. neither. I was like, there's no sex that is good enough. <laughs> I can't believe she was like, yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, she was I'd like, be like hold up. You owed me a conversation about this first mm -hmm. yeah she didn't see anything wrong with it though like she because that's what i said to her too i was like what didn't this don't you feel like a little violated by this person not like clearing i would be first? really upset if well because like i'm thinking mr liz talked to me first mm -hmm. before being like yeah and like i am into bdsm that's what you're supposed to do yes with any kink it's like bringing your kink in public it's that's violating for people around yeah, you yeah they don't yeah. They didn't consent to be there and be part of your no. fantasy. No. So I don't know if there's, I asked her, I was like, is there some sort of like trauma there that you opened up about or anything? She's like, oh, I don't know. So yeah, um, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Wait, so I have a question. Like, I want to know if he is a baby yeah. and he calls her mommy, like, is he a bottom? He must be. He must be because, yeah, it, it felt like a very, he wanted to, she, he wanted her to be in power in that situation. Uh -huh. So I'm assuming. That's because uh, there's daddy dom, little girl. Mm -hmm. So this would be like mommy dom, little, little boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Or baby. I think baby's like more extreme than. Yeah. I mean, like having like a whole ass but diaper on. I just. There, there's a level where you, where you start when you're trying to unpack this and start thinking about it. Like, I have so many questions and a lot of concerns. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Me too. It's you're like, what kind of porn are they watching, and is it illegal, and is this person dangerous? That's such a good point. Yeah. It's. So. I just feel like it's not that difficult to be like, if somebody's like, um, I'm just on Tinder to have sex, to be like. Okay, great. Same. I just need to tell you this thing. Well, also, yeah, yeah. And like, she's very open minded. Like, and she you could just put the fun. acronym in your bio, right? Yeah. And there are websites specifically for like kink related dating. Yep. Yeah, that's what exactly what I said too. I'm like, it's just Tinder might not be your place, homie. Like, I think that's. I I think him not talking to her about it beforehand is fucked up. Yeah, it's unacceptable. But, oh, my God, can you fucking imagine that scenario? Like, getting the picture of the backpack and then the text later of, like, what was in the backpack was – I was in an Uber home coming back <laughs> from the bars with one of my friends, and we were both, like, looking at these texts, like, screaming because she was, like, rapid-fire texting, and she was, like, sending pictures of the diaper on the floor. Wait, um, I want to see. It's recording on – Oh, shit, I'll you're right. I'll oh, show God you I'll show you when we're done recording. It's, it's a good series. What the fuck? Yeah, so – um. I was so excited to tell you that story. When she told me it on Friday, I was like, oh, God, I have to tell her. I have to fucking tell her. <laughs> I'm so excited, but I want to tell her in person. Yeah. I'm still processing. Pretty bizarre. I, know, I mean, me too. It's been a few days and I'm still processing. <laughs> have you heard of this website? It's um, I, I got standardsbro.com. No. Oh, my God. I'm so happy I get to be the one to tell you about this. So there's this website that is. You're just like. <laughs> 
dropping bombs on me today. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but my Tuesday, it's Tuesday, and my brain's just kind of like so a mine. little offline. Yeah, mine is too. I feel really offline today, but um, I'm happy to be dropping these on you today. So it's this calculator that this man created that is a female delusion calculator where you like answer these questions there's like five questions that are not inclusive at all like it's age range that you're willing to date um height race and the options are any race black white and asian or any race or shade is the first option shade Uh okay yeah um, and then there's income. And then it calculates how delusional you are based on the percentage of men that fit that standard. And then it rates you in delusion in bags of cat litter. So like zero bags of cat litter is, are you even a woman? The, fr- the um, one bag of cat litter is um, uh, you're sh- like you're easy to please or something and then like five bags of cat litter are like you don't deserve to be on this planet or something crazy like that and they like rate you based on they get their data from the census bureau and some like body mass index like health calculator to get this pool of guys just in the u.s i'm so excited for you to see this okay okay so what it's what are the chances to find the man of my dreams and it used the u.s census which as we know is not accurate um the age i'm willing to date is i'm gonna say 27 to i don't know 36 i'm 30 i'm 30 exclude married any race minimum height i don't really care uh maybe taller than me do five six And then there's an option to exclude obese. Und- under height. Yeah. Which is like. <laughs> That's width. <laughs> yeah. Do you even know what math is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> Minimum income. Let's go. Uh, 60K. That's very kind of you. I said 80K. Yeah. It starts off at 80K. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, whoops find out <laughs> nice i'm gonna guess your two bags of cat cat litter delusion yep. score i'm two out of i'm down to earth wow good for you um i date people because of how they make me feel <laughs> that's exactly what i fucking <laughs> said just like well because the last guy i dated like is pretty short mm-hmm. i think he was only a couple inches taller than me yeah but yeah, I thought he was cute and funny. And that's the thing. It's not standards. It's preferences, uh-huh. which everybody has. Yeah. And it's so clearly built by and for incels to like support their belief that it has nothing to do with them and everything to do with the woman. And when you read the about section on the website, like why he made it, it's like talking about basically how there's like not a lot of quality men out there. And like so like women keep getting passed around by these like high quality men da, 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 and then they think that it's like an issue with the men and not with like them and it's it's like hold hold up like this is you are projecting because you're not getting the attention that you think that you deserve 
That's yeah. it. And you yeah. have to make an entire fucking calculator from it. I saw this Sad. TikTok. I don't know what it is, if it's like a podcast or a talk show or what. But this guy is saying like, yeah, there are so many like good guys, like nice guys out there. And like they're not getting they're not, like not being given a chance. And then there's a woman who's like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm assuming you are you think you're a nice guy and he's like yeah and she's like okay so what like this is gonna sound offensive but like what are you doing to like make yourself attractive Mm -hmm. and like that does sound it sounds like fucked up but um because she was being so blunt about it and it wasn't she wasn't being very nuanced and it is very nuanced it's like yeah and the, the the bare minimum of just being a person is just being a good person. It's just being nice. Right. And polite and approachable. Whatever. Those are like that's the lowest bar. Yeah. Is being nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, you know, everyone is out here trying to do their best, like, to to attract the kind of people that they want. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, um, like, you know, when I'm single, I like to even even now, I like to look nice for yeah. my partner. I try and like look cute and like wear outfits. Not necessarily that I know he'll like, but yeah. like just not wearing pajamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also yeah, <laughs> just above the bare minimum is uh-huh. not wearing pajamas. So just like doing things like that and like putting in an effort to show that you do care. I think that's more so what she meant. That just like just being nice is not enough. No, it's not. If being nice was enough, I would know everyone I would know would be married. Right. You know? Yeah. It has to be nice and nice is like the foundation for everything else that like the not even uh, to me it's like not even nice you could like you could be kind of a dick but if you're a good person and you're a dick that's fine yeah (laughs) totally yeah nice is like a very blanket term for it i agree i agree but like to her point she was like you can be nice but if you're not doing anything to better yourself as a person if you're not like striving to be better that is that's unattractive like yeah even like the best people if they're not doing things to better themselves it's unattractive and Mm -hmm. that's just the truth and then like on this i was reading an article about this calculator about like how they don't take so much shit into consideration when they're thinking about these things like women that have kids or want kids are going to like biologically want to marry somebody that is bringing in a little bit more income than like you know 30k a year yeah because they want to live a comfortable life that they know that their kids are also going to be comfortable it's not like a picky like well I only want to date and some people do want to date like really rich people whatever that's a totally different story but like expecting somebody to like be contributing to the the relationship financially in a way that could be comfortable for the family is not like an unfair thing to ask for mm-hmm. and like I've dated a lot of guys that don't aren't making any money that's not to say it's like you know not important to me it's just like not the most important thing so it's like when i'm filling out like my preferences of course i prefer to date somebody that's like making a good amount of money the, i'm not gonna this s- is so surface level too like yeah these these are people who are just being i think everyone is is worth more than how much they're making their height like mm-hmm. those are just just things all of that shit also can go away mm-hmm. like how like looks go away yeah right like for everyone yeah <laughs> you're gonna get old mm-hmm. fucking deal with it yeah so 
um, just this idea that people like don't age is fucking annoying. Yep. And um, I think you and I are also approaching this from a perspective of like this is not just about men. And I've been thinking more and more lately about how this like men and women and dating like all of this is really fucking annoying. Like why is this like a battle of the sexes? I know. Well, I don't know. I'm over it. It's I, I don't fucking care. I don't I'm, either. Like just can everyone just stop being shitty? How about yeah. that? I mean it really is incel culture is disgusting and scary mm-hmm. because it's it like I said it's blaming other people for your own shortcomings because it's easier to do that than admit that you have things that you need to improve about yourself. And like oh, a lot of people do there's a difference between incels and guys that just like are sad because they're not getting dates there's a complete difference it's like yeah uh, totally i like i know plenty of people who like you know both men and women who are amazing people Mm -hmm. and it's just hard to kind of like get past that point of connecting with someone really well because the types of friendships that they have they've built those over time so you know like i'm their friend so i can see all these beautiful things about them but when like dating is so competitive and it's so com- it's so complicated now mm-hmm. it's just there are so many things that we need to overcome and i don't think everyone's on the same page right it's it's hard. It is. It's really hard. It, and Dating fucking blows. And it makes me sad for the people who I know are like really, f- they would be the best partners. Yeah. But like we all, literally everyone knows someone who you're like, why are you single? You're mm-hmm. so fucking great. Yeah. And I mean, if we want to get weird about it, you know, everyone has a life path. <laughs> it's true. But I am thinking about someone I know who was single for a very long time and she really wanted to date someone and she like was getting very frustrated that anytime she had feelings for someone it would just kind of like blow up in a bad way I don't know it just was not working out and now she is just like so in love and so happy because she's with the right person yeah and if the other things had shaked out like shaken out then she wouldn't be with this person Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I feel too um yeah it just takes time little girl you're in the middle <laughs> of the ride <laughs> everything will be all right <laughs> no but uh, i was just about to keep <laughs> quoting it but i was like we could go on forever <laughs> with that <laughs> um that is the middle by jimmy eat world <laughs> wow we should change our theme song to be that honestly that song's a bop it really is good karaoke song too i remember i put it as my status on facebook once and it like out of context looked like um that's what she said (laughs) and i never recovered emotionally from that um but to, to back to the calculator um there are there's no version for women that date men there should be a male delusion calculator Oh, you mean men that date women? Men that date women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A male delusional calculator. I think that it would be. Yeah. An interesting addition. And I don't, I'm not saying that there should be one. The men that are going to gravitate towards that are like, they're single for a reason. Right. And men that are like this are going to stay single. See, I don't. Sorry, fellas. I don't know if this calculator was made as a joke or not, but regardless, like I was reading a bunch of tweets about it and people were like, well, now I know like, which delusional woman to stay away from. Like the like fucking Twitter incels. You like, know? well, what do you think 
like women are just gonna be like wearing it around their neck or something like this is my right this is my kitty litter rating yeah, it's not like an uber also, driver rating cat litter is expensive so oh God, i just bought some it's just fucking crazy expensive. it is it's very heavy so we are leading into this because we're uh we like equality here and it's time to talk about the fem cells you're <laughs> You're not excluded from our <laughs> criticism. We see you and we don't like you either. No. So uh, we need to talk about fem cells. And if you don't know what a fem cell is, it means like female incel. Um, I also feel so bad for the woman who created the term incel because um, it was more so it's it means involuntarily celibate, which means you're trying to date. And you want to be in a relationship, but it dating is complicated. Yeah. And I think um, when I was watching the interview with the woman who created this term in this community, um, a lot of the people who were part of it were on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I think that's like something important to consider is just like the people who were originally identifying with this term are not bad people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It really sucks that it's like taken on the life that it has. Yeah. Um, so with the fem cell conversation, um, I had come across a TikTok where they talked about this subreddit called um, female, dra- female Dating Strategy, FDS. And at first glance, it doesn't really seem super problematic, but honestly it doesn't take long to scroll through and be like this shit sucks yeah um they call like men they think suck scrotes and then they have like tags that are like roast a scrote oh yeah and then they also use the same terms high value man and high value woman which is just a fat red flag um and you know there are some things where i've read and i'm like okay i don't really think that this is problematic but i saved a few things that are problematic that I think we should discuss. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, I haven't heard any of these. This one says, 
it's a discussion and the title of it is how to reconcile with the fact that my brother doesn't support the FDS strategies, although he is a high value male. Uh, My older brother, 28 male, has always been a guy I look up to. He has been in a four-year relationship with his current girlfriend and they own a property together. He is a high-value man with her um, and he has a lot of high-value male qualities and treats his girlfriend like a queen. So naturally, I go to him and his girlfriend for advice with men because I see her as a high-value woman and him as a high-value man. I can't. She says it so much. (laughs) However, every time I tell him things that I learned from female dating strategy, I never tell him it's from FDS. I just – just a way I value myself and have learned to see relationships. He gives me crap for it and acts like I'm asking too much from the men I date. It confuses me so much because he treats his girlfriend so well and like a queen, but it makes me feel bad for having high standards. How do I reconcile this? So she would like prefer to take advice from strangers on this in this echo chamber than like a real life example from people she trusts who are in a successful and happy relationship. You know what really like fucking butters my biscuit about this whole thing? (laughs) What grinds your gears? I was going to say grinds your gears, but I didn't want to say it. (laughs) You know what really butters my biscuit? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Is like there are these communities and then in these communities, there are always people that are there just to stir the pot. Yeah. And just to wreak havoc. And so it's like they're popping into these forums and pages just to be like, I don't know, fuck with these people. And then they take it as gospel. Mm -hmm. And that's fucked. And well, and like I said, it's an echo chamber. You're going to you're going to yeah, you're going to hear what you want to hear. And it's just people with the same perspective. Um, And then here's another one that I found fucked up. Um, FDS discusses men's sexual health. And the title is, Are Men Seriously Trying to Normalize Erectile Dysfunction Now? And it's tagged with male depravity. I just opened Reddit without being logged in and saw men on their front on the front page comforting each other about their ED and swearing it's normal. Um, what? It's not normal. It's something that happens naturally to old men whose sperm is no longer safe to the gene pool but not men in their teens, 20s, and 30s. They're telling each other it's from poor diet and depression and that tweaking their food, eat more lean meat, bro, is the answer. It's from porn. How is that not obvious? It's from horrific abuse to the body and mind. Instead of coping on Reddit and with podcasts, I roll, (laughs) why don't they cut the addiction? I mean, are they seriously going to dissolve, disassociate via porn for their entire prime years? They are seriously choosing to normalize self-induced premature aging instead of walking away from the pixels. Oh my this god! This is such a an insane stretch. <laughs> this is an insane stretch to be like watching porn ages your brain. <laughs> And your body and causes erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see how porn is problematic because it's not realistic. So maybe you have like associated getting off to like something that's unrealistic. I don't know. Or you're not like experiencing the connection you need. But all that to say that has nothing to do with erectile dysfunction. Even if if, even if porn is unrealistic, it has nothing to do with erectile dysfunction. And depression is a huge reason. Mm -hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things. Right. There that is just And to to know how com- complex women's genitals are. Yeah. 
To say that men don't have complexities in there, like with their reproductive organs as well, is just like, I can't believe they're so close to almost getting it and they fucking don't. I just don't. There are so many non sequiturs and how that was written. That's my first thought. My second thought is I feel like that person that wrote that was just using as many big words as they could in a row to sound smart. You know how people are like the the anti-disestablishment terrorism of the society. (laughs) It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. You're saying nothing. You're saying a lot of shit without saying anything. Mm -hmm. That was that whole thing because you just summed up that whole paragraph in two seconds yeah that's all that it was saying and it makes no fucking sense it's super strange and like a very weird hill to die on to be like it's not depression it's because you're watching porn it's like okay well first of all you're wrong second of all what is this contributing to the conversation that's positive yeah hello like why are you fighting about what's the what's the fucking point well and then to go to the subreddit to just like shit on men who are being open and supportive with each other about their sexual health i think that's like that's something you should support is men being open and discussing their feelings with each other and supporting each other that's fucking beautiful and the thing about fds is it does not treat men like people and that's the same thing with with male incels is they don't see they don't treat women like people Mm-mm. so the fds the female dating strategy i haven't explored it enough but like just looking at a glance of the things that are cycling through it's just like shitting on men mm-hmm. and like of course we criticize the behavior of men and uh like specific men um but this is just kind of treating them as a collective and I don't know. Be better. Be better. What the hell? What the fuck is going on? Be better. <laughs> How are we supposed to fight incels if y'all are out here doing this shit? I don't think everything in FDS is awful. There's just there are some deeply prom- problematic things that like they're just the tip of the iceberg, and underneath is uh, toxic femininity. <laughs> Yeah, if that's what you would call it. But um, I saw someone leave a comment that I felt like summed it up perfectly. And it says, after reading Bell Hooks, which I haven't read, FDS made a lot of sense to me. They're looking to uphold the patriarchy and gender roles and make it look like feminism. Mm. So I think mm. that's a good way to definitely top it off. Yeah. Um. This is a before we switch gears that just reminded me um, I saw this video. I sent it to you. I don't know if you ever watched it on TikTok. I sent it like really late last night. Um, That guy that was talking about his. Oh, yeah. I already liked that. You did? Yeah. I had liked it before you sent it to me. Amazing. He likes that. How he summed that up. But okay. So but he was talking about he talked about a lot and I don't want to go into the whole thing because I think it's worth a conversation for another time. But how on reddit forums of women having like a safe space to ask other women questions there's like all of these questions like i'm 16 and my 23 year old manager hit on me how do i deal like really like heavy topics like that Mm -hmm. and then over on like the men asking men questions forums it's like shaving tips and like yeah they get to like their i what the things that they get to discuss and grow up learning is so much different than Mm -hmm. the scary stuff that like I'm underaged and an adult man is saying inappropriate things yeah, to me. Yeah, right? 
fucking scary it is and it's like i wonder how much of that is like sad. The, the reality of society which is like a very very real thing and then also like men not feeling comfortable talking to each other about like shit that scares them mm-hmm. um which we've talked about a lot on here how like men don't really have community like we do growing up to like mm-hmm. open up about their feelings and hopefully that's changing now i, was I think it about, is i was talking I think to it is. <laughs> he was talking about his like one of his best friends when they met in middle school um he was like i was immediately drawn toward him because he like hugged other guys and he was like i wanted to hug other guys and so like we hugged and then we stayed best friends and he was at his birthday on saturday like he was just like they're not i never questioned i was like hugging everyone like all the time you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like just like my girlfriends you know Mm -hmm. hi speaking of which um, she always comes in at this time. Hey, Miss Thing. Hi, meows. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting. It's like, it's like a lot of men are just kind of waiting for an open door to be like vulnerable with their dudes. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's just not as accepted as it is with us. Dudes, check in on your bros. Dudes, hug your bros. Yeah. Tuck them in. Tuck them in. Give them a little kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Say, I love you, We bro. all want that. I love you, bro. Right um, here, here. I recently found out that Mr. Liz uh like we'll stay up until i'm done with like get it, getting ready for bed because he wants me to tuck him in <laughs> that is the cutest goddamn thing I've <laughs> he ever likes heard. when i because i always adjust the sheets and stuff yeah and he's like um i didn't make the bed because i like when you do that and then i like after i i was like wait i love that i love that you told me that is the cutest fucking thing because now i'll like get ready for bed faster because i know he's waiting so then i like i have a weighted blanket too so i'll like uh, I do sheets with a blanket duvet and I'll like pull up the sheet and tuck him in and the weighted blanket and tuck him in and then the duvet and then he always wants his feet sticking out so I leave a little space for his feet it's like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory grandparents yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like <laughs> lay he, you know he's like like six three six four like man like with his feet sticking out the end and he's like to say he's just like he's so tall it's so funny to picture him being tucked into bed that's such a cute image he loves it oh my god and then last night i like woke up for a couple minutes i was i think i was just like readjusting or something and then he started like making little noises and then he started like whimpering he was like Oh, oh. oh <laughs> and then I like dream. yeah and then I rolled over and I just like put my arm around him and he woke up for a second mm. and I was like were you having a nightmare and he was like yeah and then we were talking about it later he's like I'm glad you woke me up that is so sweet <laughs> it made Mr. me so Liz. sad it made me so sad because he sounded like he was gonna cry he's <laughs> my little puppy (laughs) oh my god that's so i was i was like something about me was like something in me was mad that i wasn't in his dream to protect him (laughs) i'm way smaller than him (laughs) i'll take care of it (laughs) yeah you could though you'll take anyone down i will i'll hurt your feelings (laughs) oh my god yeah i will hurt that ghost's feelings yeah she will verbally take you down Uh uh-huh i black out and i get angry I I'm like the that. Hulk. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Next topic. Shall we drop drop into the next topic? Yeah. And I think I think this is also could be a sex fact of the week. I think so too. Because it's kind of a longer discussion. Yes. Agreed. Uh, so a listener sent us this email. 
And it says it's titled A Story and Some Learned Knowledge About Cervixes, HPV, and Abnormal Paps. Hi, friends. Just wanted to start by saying that, one, this is going to be a little lengthy, and two, I am not a medical professional, so if this gets read on the pod, listeners should speak with their physicians. Love that. Yep. Anyway. reminder. A couple episodes ago, Liz mentioned ordering an HPV HPV test from Everly Well, and I have since done the same because although I know I probably have HPV, I want confirmation since my doctor didn't confirm it for me. Abnormal pap smears and HPV are both very common, but when I was told I had an abnormal pap smear for the first time this past spring, I spiraled a little bit. When you don't feel any pain or have any indication that something is wrong, it's extremely jarring to hear that something is abnormal. It almost feels like your body is betraying you in secret. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, With some Google deep dives, if my master's degree did anything for me, it made me a better Googler because (laughs) of my ability to scrutinize literature. (laughs) And a conversation with a friend who is in med school to become an OBGYN, I learned that there are a few ways that a pap test can come back. We will often only hear from our doctors if – that it's normal or abnormal, but there are varying degrees on either side. This website is very helpful in explaining these differences. And the website that she linked to is um, from cancer.gov, and it's the National Cancer Institute, uh, and it has HPV and pap testing. It's like to the HPV and pap testing landing page. Um, when I got the call this past spring and was told my results were abnormal, I went on on the patient portal for my doctor's office to look at the results myself. The results were LSIL, cannot rule out HSIL, which is low-grade squamous intrapathelial lesion. Holy cannoli. (laughs) Those are, that's that's why they, uh, that's why they get a PhD. (laughs) And that's also why they, um, shorten it. that too. (laughs) Why it's an acronym. (laughs) Cannot rule out high grade. In other words, the cervical cells were showing mild abnormalities, but it was possible that some were more than mild. I decided to look at the results from 2019, the last time I had a pap before then, out of curiosity, despite my doctor having told me they were normal. I found these results said, um, ASC dash US HPV negative. ASC US is atypical squamous cells of undetermined significance. With this result, the next step is to test for test the sample for HPV, which they did and it came back negative. ASCUS plus a negative HPV test is considered normal because of the lack of HPV that indicates atypical cells are presumably caused by something less worrisome. Like you you can have an abnormal pap smear if you had sex within the last 48 hours. So there are a lot of like little things that can cause an abnormal pap. However, these details were never communicated to me. I reached out to my doctor's office and asked if my current sample had been tested for HPV, and they said no because HPV is just assumed if you have an LSIL result. Part of me wanted to demand an HPV screening because there was a weird layer of shame that came with just being assumed to have HPV, but my future OBGYN friend assured me that literally almost everyone gets HPV at some point and may never know. But I bought an Everly Well test, so now that I can learn for myself. However, proceeding with caution because I've had weird results from other Everly Well tests. That's good to know. That is good to know. Um, Also, 9 out of 10 people get or have HPV. (laughs) So that's a huge number. I think a big piece of that is that there's no test for people with penises. Yeah, exactly. So they're just spreading it Mm willy-nilly, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, this was extremely frustrating to me for a few reasons. First, if I had known that my 2019 results were anything but 100% normal, I would have requested follow-up pap smear a year later. This is exactly this is actually pretty typical for the results I had, so I'm confused why that was skipped over in 2020. I can't help but spiral into, what if my ASCUS results from 2019 progressed to my LSIL result in 2021, and the lack of follow-up in 2020 led it to not being caught sooner? Although the likelihood of this is low and my results are most likely independent of one another, I'm angry that I couldn't advocate for myself because I didn't have the details of all my results in 2019. Secondly, I was frustrated because HPV was just assumed to be the cause. Shame aside, although HPV is very commonly the cause for abnormal PAPs, results. It's not always the reason. I don't want the reason for a cellular abnormality in my body to just be assumed because of statistical likeliness. I want to be treated like an individual patient who is scared and curious. I suppose my message here is get more details about your results, advocate for yourself as a patient, and don't be afraid to ask questions about your own body. Mm -hmm. I do. I have run into situations where I felt like my doctor was being gatekeepy about the information of my own body, especially in Nevada. They made me like go in to hear a result. So I had to pay for that. That's really fucked up. Yes. (laughs) So luckily they have the patient portal where they could just send you a message. Anyways, the fucking blows. The follow up of my for my LSIL cannot rule out HSIL result was a colposcopy, which is a procedure to take a closer look at the cervix, applying an acid to get a better visual of the abnormal cells and potentially taking biopsies. I asked the nurse who scheduled the appointment for me what to expect, and she made it sound like it's nothing to worry about. I have an IUD and asked how it might feel in comparison, and she said, oh, not nearly as bad. Although not typical for most, my IUD insertion experience was relatively painless, so I thought this would be a piece of cake. It was not a piece of cake. The the colposcopy itself wasn't much more uncomfortable than a routine exam speculum. Um, cranked open for a longer period of time and the doctor looking very closely at your cervix with a big microscope essentially but the biopsies sucked these were uh, punch biopsies where they essentially hole punch your cervix in a few places I had four taken I felt so horrific it felt so horrifically slow as the doctor seemed to be working with a nurse in training asking her to hand her things and instructing her to do this and that I didn't have anyone at my appointment with me, so I only took half a Valium, not offered or provided by the doctor, since I had to drive. So my anxiety was climbing. I really wish I'd taken more. My knees were shaking, and God, it was just so uncomfortable. Tears started streaming down my face, which turned into full-on sobs as the doctor patched the biopsy sites with her silver nitrate with silver nitrate to stop any bleeding. I remember getting home and continuing to cry. It wasn't that I was in terrible pain, just some cramping, but it all just felt so scary. My results came back consistent with precancerous cells, for which the next steps are another pap smear in a year. These are favorable results, but the idea of waiting a whole year to see if the cells progress or my body clears is unnerving, but here we are. I realize that this probably sounds dramatic for something that kept being communicated to me as extremely common, but I never heard anyone talk about it, so I was scared. That's why I wanted to write this in, in case you decided to read it or talk about it on the pod. January was Cervical Health Awareness Month, so I (laughs) I missed that by just a couple weeks, but it's never a bad idea to express the importance of regular screenings for people with cervixes. The medical guidelines seem to keep making it so that pap smears are further spaced apart, but if you are concerned, please advocate for yourself and don't be afraid to ask for pain meds or something to calm your nerves if you're having a procedure. 
This experience has made me more aware of my cervix than ever before, and I hope others choose to become more aware as well. I don't want people to get scared away because of their fear of an uncomfortable procedure because I can assure you cervical cancer is probably a lot more painful than a biopsy. That's a good point. So, um... <laughs> she said anyways i'm not going to apologize for the length of this email because of what you said on last week's episode lol so thank you for reading this far if you did i love you both and thank you for talking about important things first of all we fucking love you mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking the time to write that this is um really helpful being able to feel not everybody feels comfortable opening up about this kind of thing um so any any time that anybody opens up about anything like this, I think that it's hard to remember just how many people it's probably helping because this is one of those things that not very many people open up about. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about my experience that I actually went through last week and I like mentioned that I had some health stuff going on. Um, I've had abnormal pap smears since I was 23 or 24. And... Um, Typically, you're not tested for HPV until you're 30, which is also fucked up because you, up until recently, most insurance companies don't or still might not cover getting the HPV vaccine after age 30. I don't know. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that they're also saying you can't you can't get it anyway until after like once you turn 26, you're past the age that you can get the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've extended it to the the, I think it is the CDC recommended extent or like they've extended it to 45 is the age they recommend it through. So I think it's like um, you can get the vaccine anywhere between age 11 and age 45. Okay. So, so they should be testing it much yeah. younger. And Gardasil protects against nine different types of HPV. And then um, the two two of the strains it protects against are 16 and 18. So anyways, I, um, my, I went in for a pap and my test results came back for positive for high-risk HPV. Um, and high-risk HPV, 16 and and 18 are the ones that can cause cervical cancer. And I have high-risk HPV type 16. So after that, I I mean, like, I wasn't totally surprised. Um, I also had similar results as this listener wrote in previously of LSIL, but a lot of doctors take this wait-and-see approach because you typically, if you test positive for HPV, you typically clear it within um i think the range is two to five years so for most people they're gonna they will either never know they had it they don't know they carry it they clear it so it's most people do not get cervical cancer um and mine has progressed past that stage i have hsil and um that's like, I think it's called CIN3, which just means, I, I think CIN, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's like the type of cell. Anyways, uh, there are three stages that it can progress to, one, two, and three, and then four is cancer. So I'm at stage three, and um, I had to get a colposcopy, and um, I've gotten a colposcopy before, and 
Um, I am just like the results were so scary and my doctor scared the fuck out of me when she like replied in my little message thing. I like screenshot it and sent it to all my friends. I was hysterically crying because this is like my second cancer scare this year. Like I've gotten two. The other one was skin cancer over the summer. And then um, this one is now cervical cancer. And luckily it came back negative for cervical cancer. But I still have to. I feel like I'm all over the place trying to describe this. No, you're not. You're really not. So I was freaking out when my doctor messaged me back of like, this is what you need to do. And I scheduled um, a colposcopy immediately after I got the results. And I was like, can you like prescribe me something because I am afraid I'm going to have a panic attack because I'm really, really nervous and like upset. (laughs) And she was like, totally. So she prescribed me a single Ativan and, you know, I'm not like interested in uh, drugs. So I was just like, yeah, I was just like, that's fine with me. Um, I mean, like maybe one more as a treat. No, (laughs) no, but she only prescribed me one. And um, I took that and two extra strength Tylenol because I know that ibuprofen like increases blood flow. Mm -hmm. So I took Tylenol. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it started hitting like right as it was happening. My doctor, like the the doctor who did the biopsy is fucking amazing. And she's just like takes no shit she told me everything I needed to hear answered all my questions is a total badass which is so reassuring and mm-hmm. like even on the phone everyone was like oh yeah that doctor is amazing and I was just like Aww. they're like we're gonna take such good care of you it made me feel like so much better yeah. I've never heard like people in the medical field have never talked to me like that before so it was just like very reassuring to know that like my feelings are being considered. I'm fucking scared. Yeah. Especially so I like <laughs> on Monday when the email came in, um, like, oh, your health chart results are up. Like I was like, oh, my God. I like blacked out. Yeah. And I checked them and I like sent them to you and my mom. And both of you were like, I'm crying. Yeah. I sent Liz a selfie of me crying. I <laughs> I burst into t- I was so fucking relieved because mm-hmm. it's just like there, you, it's, there was so much unknown. It's very possible for someone in their 30s to get cervical cancer. And that's what I was afraid of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next steps for me is I will either have to have a leap procedure or unfortunately a cone biopsy because um if you don't know your cervix is shaped like a donut it's like a tiny little cone and then there's a hole and um typically when you're getting a colposcopy they like put on a fluid that lights up where the cells are and that's where they they scrape or do a punch biopsy um and and the first time i got a colposcopy it was painful and the discharge I had was so fucking weird. Like, like it was like sheets were coming out of me. I don't know if they left gauze up there or what, but. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. It was so weird and disgusting. And then um, some of the solutions, sometimes it can like look like coffee grounds so it's just like the grossest shit was coming out of me and I was like what the fuck is this anyways so this time it was not nearly as bad and I think it's because I expressed how bad it was the time before (laughs) yeah uh but the next steps um will be one of those two procedures because the outside and the canal of my cervix 
um, both are infected with high-risk HPV, and they're confused about the canal um, because typically only your canal is infected when it's um, HPV 18, and I don't have that strain. So they don't really know, like, why it's there or how. So I know, and, like, the fact that it's – because she was explaining the canal kind of dictates what ha- they decide and the rest of the the circumstances around it. So uh, the way she described a leap procedure to me is it's an electrical loop and they basically cauterize off the infected cells. And she described it to me as a potato peeler. You want to keep the potato, but you just want to peel off the skin. Um, but a cone biopsy, this made me like, this made my butthole clench. She <laughs> she explained it like an apple corer. So you take out the center and that outside. And I will be unconscious if I have to get that one, which unfortunately it's starting to look like that's going to be the one I have to have. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because my cervical canal is infected. Right, right. That makes sense. But I didn't realize yeah. that like, it was kind of like a I leaning don't, more toward that. I don't think there's a way that they could y- use the leap tool there. Um, but I'm scared and I'm upset. Uh, Mr. Liz has been really supportive. But I think something that the author of that email explains really well is like you can know it's super common, but it doesn't make you feel less bad. Like no. I feel gross and sad and um, I'm happy I don't have to have a hysterectomy before age 30. <laughs> and just like – the things that make me upset thinking about it is just like, you know, of course I'm worried if I would be able to like hold a pregnancy or get pregnant, but also knowing that if I'm unable to and like, you know, if Mr. Liz and I break up one day, it's that's going to be a quality that subconsciously makes me more undesirable, mm. which you know, I don't necessarily agree that that's okay, but it doesn't mean it's not a reality that I have to face, mm-hmm. which fucking sucks. And another thing that was really – that I was I was just kind of getting upset about it over the weekend is, like, my mom was like, how is this going to affect your – if you'll be able to get pregnant? And then I was just like, can we focus on just me not having cancer first? Yeah. Can that be the first part of this instead of, like – and – I already don't know if I want kids. So, like, for that to be the focus, like, it's just easy to advocate for the unborn. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know if I want to have kids. I'm not in a place where I can or want to. And, like, that should not be the focus of my health. This is about me. Yeah. (laughs) And it just was really upsetting to me. Like, I know she cares and she loves me. And I'm sure she thinks, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, I do want to have kids. But the truth is, is like, I don't know. And I she did, I know she doesn't want to hear that. It's just frustrating to, like, yeah, like, let's focus on the fact that I don't have cancer. But also, it's like, hold on. Like, can I get through the surgery first? Yeah. Like, why are we, like, future-seeking so, so much right now? Like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Because if you think about, in any situation, if you think about, like, every possible thing that could result from this, you're going to drive yourself nuts. And I know. That's the reality. That's what was know. true. I had s- several panic attacks <laughs> in the the week and a half leading up to having my colposcopy. So it was just, 
like it's really frustrating when that's the first thing people ask Mm -hmm. is like oh well are you gonna be able to have kids and it's like I don't want to fucking talk about that do I want I want to worry about right now if I have cancer Mm -hmm. like if I can't have kids that fucking sucks because I want it to be my choice if I don't have kids I want to have chosen that does that make sense and I was explaining that to my therapist too and I was just like when I was trying to talk to Mr. Liz about it I fucking love him he's amazing but he was trying to problem solve right then instead of just listening to me freaking out and that's what I needed I needed someone to like listen to me spiral out and be like I'm gonna love you no matter what so he like sent me like a support subreddit for women who have had hysterectomies and I was like I don't want that I don't want to think about if I actually have to have one yeah and then I I did tell him that. I was like, I love you so much. Please don't send me I ne- I don't want that. I need you to, like, understand why I'm freaking out and, like, validate that it's okay for me to be upset mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Dudes are such problem solvers. <laughs> I'm like, that's great, but not right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he's like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I've never wanted kids. It's so that's okay and I'm like listen (laughs) and when I was thinking about it I know I explained this to you but I also explained this to my therapist like there is this certain like mind-body connection that we have to have with our reproductive organs because you know we have to touch them so much and think about them all the time like we are the ones who are able to carry pregnancies we're the ones who bleed every month like We are constantly in contact and have this awareness of our genitals and our reproductive organs that I, you know, I can't speak for people with penises. I don't know if they experience that same feeling, but there's just like, like I have pregnancy dreams all the time. I had one right the night before my pap smear. Like Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't know, like men don't have pregnancy. I asked Mr. Liz, I was like, do you ever, do you ever have pregnancy dreams? And he's like, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. I mean, that makes sense, but, like, it's it's strange that that's just kind of, like, an instinct. Yeah. Like, I was having pregnancy dreams when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, me too. So it's just interesting and strange that there's just, like, this level of connection and feeling like your body has betrayed you. I've noticed it made me feel a little reckless, which, um, like, mm. I, I've – at, at, like the fact my therapist was like the fact that you notice that that is a big deal so I didn't do anything impulsive but I know that is like a part of me that I have yeah <laughs> is being impulsive it's good to know about yourself yeah so I've just I'm trying to keep an eye on myself and how I'm feeling so I don't do anything irrational I'll keep you in check too I I have been spending a lot of money <laughs> Oh, I do that all the time, though. (laughs) No, I can't afford to spend a lot of money. (laughs) I'm like a bad person to try to help you out there, but I will keep you in check in other ways. But um, it's always frustrating to recognize how quickly your body can turn against you. It's amazing that our body, that things go right as often as they do because there's so Mm -hmm. much shit that can go wrong. But my mom, her yoga teacher when I was growing up was like the healthiest woman ever she like lived she was like all green she like had a nutritionist she was like really active and then she got bit by a tick and got lyme disease and it's just like (laughs) that's what the fuck and it's one of those one thing it just makes you so grateful for your health when Mm -hmm. you have it because it's like okay things are like 
bad in my personal life right now, but I always hear my parents say, like, at least we have our health. Like, they always say that. And now that I'm getting older, I'm like, that's so fucking real. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) that's so real. Yeah. Like, that is. And it it makes sense. And I say this because, like, you feeling reckless, it's like, of course you do. Because it's just like, well, fuck. I know a lot of people with autoimmune diseases feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say I even compare to that, but I can understand now. You can empathize. Uh-huh. Or sympathize. It just, like, I don't like talking about this, but I also realize the benefits of sharing my experience because I don't want other people to feel like me. I don't want other people to feel alone or feel sad or gross or betrayed um I've also been trying to shift my mindset a little bit of like uh, inevitably like I am gonna have to have some sort of procedure done so I'm trying to like make it almost kind of like a spiritual connection of like this is going to be something that is removing these um like these abnormal cells and also like any baggage I'm still carrying that is no longer serving me mm-hmm. damn I Which, love that <laughs> like it maybe it sounds corny but like I don't think so it's it's helpful mm-hmm. it's helpful to put it in that perspective of like I'm getting rid of things that don't serve me or my health and um I'm really happy I trusted my gut to both to go to the dermatologist and the OBGYN when I did and like trusted my instinct of like I feel like something is wrong because the the scary thing about high-risk HPV is like there's no symptoms I don't have any symptoms and I am a very healthy person Mm -hmm. like I regularly work out very hard yeah (laughs) I eat super well like I don't eat very many processed foods like I just am doing a lot to take care of myself I take vitamins every day like (laughs) um and I've had blood work done. There's just so many things that like I've precautions I've t- done to take care of myself. The thing that tipped me off that maybe this would be a thing that is concerning is when I thought I had a tapeworm and they did some blood tests and they were like they, my um, overall blood cell count was high. Oh. And they were like, this is usually like indicative of your body trying to fight something off. And I was like, well, I did have an abnormal pap like a few years ago i wonder if that's gotten worse so this like pseudo tapeworm was a blessing Mm -hmm. it mostly made me scared and then two of our friends uh bullied me into going to the doctor because they're like you need to get this shit figured out now one of them texted me after you left her house and she was she was like we have to do this again sometime because i wasn't able to go because i'd gotten my gum graft and the next text was and liz has to go in and get a pap smear and i was like did you tell her that oh what do you what do you want me to what do you want me to do another one of my friends is experiencing basically the same thing as i am which is really nice like she's gone through each step a little bit before me so we've been like supporting each other which has been i love that it's just nice to have someone like going through the same thing who can relate to like feeling disappointed in your body and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so um, but she was like, I'm going to fight you if you don't go to the doctor soon because, <laughs> because she's like, if you have cancer, I'm going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just kind of doesn't take any shit, which I really needed. I, I was putting it off because I was afraid. Yeah, of course. Of course. But 
And now you know. It makes sense, but now you I'm, know, and I'm that's glad. that's really it's a huge weight off. And you like getting the procedure done too is going to be like a metaphorical and a like a literal weight off of yeah. your body and your shoulders and your I conscience. Mean, being so afraid of that, you like this is a high possibility that I would have had cancer. Like, it is the stage right before it becomes cancer. Mm -hmm. If I waited a few more years, I'd probably have cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. So um, just being that afraid of having cancer at such a young age, like, knowing, just knowing that I don't and I can do something is already a huge weight lifted. Huge. Like, once you're at this point, you're like, okay, I'll fucking do anything. I will do anything to not have cancer. Mm -hmm. So... If I can't have kids, this is it's this is my life. This is the life I have. Yeah. Not a future kid who doesn't exist yet's life. It's mine. Mm -hmm. So also don't be afraid. If you have an abnormal pap spear, if you have CIN one or two, like if you're any of those levels, like it is so likely you're gonna be totally fine. Yeah. It's so likely that it'll go away. If you have the HPV vaccine, like um, you'll probably only have it for like a year and it'll just go away. So um, I definitely recommend like just don't freak out because you are more likely the the positive statistic than I am. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. Like maybe I have an autoimmune disease I don't know about or something and my body just wasn't able to fight it off. I'm just one of those people who wasn't able to fight it off. So um it's more likely that you are because nine out of 10 people get it. And I think eight out of like those nine, um, don't have any, it just goes away. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, just keep that in mind. And then, um, also do research on what vitamins you should up if you do have it. And if you are in the circumstance that I'm in, um, you should still get the HPV vaccine. My doctor was talking to me about it and saying that women who, even if they have cervical cancer, they're like, well, why should I even get the vaccine now? Like, I'm already fucked. Um, it actually lowers their chances of getting HPV again because just because you get rid of like, so just because I um, am going to have these cells removed doesn't mean that I won't have HPV. So that's why getting the vaccine is still important. It protects against the most dangerous types of HPV and there's more and more every year. This is like, I've, I did a small episode about this. Like this is a preventable type of cancer, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a huge scientific discovery. So, and it, everyone can get the, the Gardasil shots. Everyone yeah, can get literally HPV vaccine. And you should, yeah. you should. <laughs> yeah. Stop the spread. Yeah. If you have a penis, please get it. Yeah. And it's really not marketed toward until recently. No. I hadn't seen any commercials for Gardasil that wasn't centered toward women. Yeah. And more recently, they're saying everyone, everyone should get it. Well, because men also can be impacted by um, high risk HPV as well. And even low risk HPV, mm -hmm. low risk HPV is genital warts. High risk HPV is, has no symptoms, but can give you cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, and low risk HPV also goes away. So even if you have warts, it just will go away. It's not like herpes that yeah. sticks around. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. thank you for 
opening up about that because it's like not an e- a not an easy topic to talk about b i know that y- i've heard from you that you're feeling a type of way about it yeah <laughs> so for those two reasons it's like it's even more important and great that you share it because like you were saying before we recorded like the reason that you wanted to and the reason that it's good that you did is because like i'm certain that there is at least one person that is listening to this and feeling really alone in it because yeah. it's people don't want to talk about it I'm sure there are people listening who have already had a leap mm-hmm. and I read horror stories of leaps or of people getting leaps and like don't, don't read do those <laughs> if you have a good experience please let us know uh-huh. because I, I would totally rather promote something like that over like doing what I did and spiraling out reading all of these horror stories <laughs> yeah because you talked to your <laughs> talked to your doctor about it and she was like I don't know I've never heard that before yeah that doesn't mean it doesn't exist right like, but it's like the to hear from a professional yeah the investigation of women's sexual health is like non-existent yeah essentially like yeah. people don't care about women's sexual arousal it's so fucking true and i wish there were more things made to treat women who already have hpv instead of like well you get the vaccine and if you get hpv you just have to undergo one of these dangerous things mm-hmm. instead of just like okay how can we get rid of it if you already have it right <laughs> versus like well i guess we'll have to wait to see if it gets worse yeah yeah does that make sense yes and i know there's experimental treatments but it just should be further along than it is <laughs> exactly it's infuriating so hopefully it will be though hopefully it will be but i think that's a good uh oh wow cameron just turned off just so. decided it's time for us to wrap yeah it's a good end cap um sad sad way to end my gynecologist retired oh i loved him so much well he didn't even say bye him and i <laughs> knew each other so well <laughs> well he knew me really well yeah <laughs> Thank you for listening. We love you, our children. children. <laughs> we, we kind of slayed that. <laughs> uh, mm. Episode 74. We fu- move no. aside. Ryan Seacrest, That's warm okay. up your microphone. <laughs> we're, co- we're coming to American Idol. Okay, bye. <laughs>